0: So welcome to the Global RE Bitcoin podcast. And uh, today I'm joined by Ali. We're talking real estate today. Real estate, and it's real, and it's a state. Um, and Canada. Um, we have our asset-backed uh, cryptocurrency that we're launching very soon. Um, I wanted to ask you, what what holds urban expansion there? And I'm thinking particularly Toronto. Toronto, that it... Um, that extends all that industrial wasteland out to Mississauga. The um, And is it young, is it the longest street in Canada or is it in North America, uh, extending up to the lakes there? What, what is it that sets the boundary on Toronto? Uh,
1: so Toronto has been growing like gangbusters over the last little while. So Toronto um, goes as far east as... Um, I think what we are looking at is as far east... As East as Oshawa, where there's a lot of industrial land, where uh, the old auto industry used to be, which there are a lot of opportunities there. And we're looking as far west as Burlington and Hamilton now, um, because it's just growing. Um, It's been on growth mode over the past, I want to say, 15 years. Um, Toronto has become the financial center of Canada and uh, the lucky recipient of a lot of direct foreign investments. So that caused... City boundaries to grow a little bit, so yeah it's far beyond mississauga these days
0: right right is um, is uh, is mississauga there is it is it its own municipality does it break off so
1: mississauga is a city yes, so okay. Toronto ends at mississauga the greater Toronto area ends at mississauga so Toronto is now co- the GTA greater Toronto area is comprised of the old city of Toronto, which is uh, which is like the downtown core uh scarborough is now annexed to it to the east we got etobicoke to the west which ends at mississauga and then the york region um going all the way up to uh, richmond hill now as part of greater toronto area right right
0: when when you look at the um the commercial residential split here um and i think we're particularly thinking in the downtown enclave there um What's uh, what are properties that you look for, and um, can they be combined, residential and commercial zoning, um, in attractive in attractive properties for um, for GRB Capital?
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're looking at all various type of asset classes. Um, I think if you're to look at if you if you want to in, 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 with respect to investments, if you want to categorize and prioritize asset classes, I think. One of the most sought-after asset class are actually residential apartment buildings in good areas. Uh, the reason for that is the is the excellent diversification that that building itself will give you. You're not dependent on one large company taking three floors of your building. You have you know smaller units rented out at you know two thousand twenty five hundred dollars. So you're within the same asset class. You're fully diversified. Right. The problem with those. Not the problem. Um, the downfall, the price to pay for this diversification is the is the low yields that we get. So that's definitely an asset class that we are going to look to put in our portfolio, depending on the amount of money at any given time we have to place. Um, so that would be our number one priority to put probably 35-40 percent of our asset class in that very secure, very diverse asset class. The next Best asset class for us to get are, are industrial properties within industrial parks in and around GTA. Uh, those are multi-tenanted. Um, they're cheaper to maintain than, than that big office building. So those are and, and they the historically have had higher yields. You're looking at seven, eight percent, depending on your tenants. So those those are definitely attractive because of their high yields. Because we do need to have certain level of keep certain level of um, profitability within our system. Um, for why, the, on investors.
0: why are the yields lower on the residential properties there? Can I just butt in? Uh,
1: sure, it's, it's a function of uh, price and demand, right? Um, so Sorry, supply and demand. So if, if, I own a, if I own a building and I sell it for a million dollars, somebody says in, in a buyer's mind, it's worth more so that drives the yield down when there's more people buying your building at a higher price and you, there's only a certain amount of rent you can charge, and that just effectively drives your yield down. Um, the only good thing about, or, or the only other saving grace with the with the um, apartment buildings is that we can leverage that through um, our, our contacts, through a program that we have with the government here. Um, it's CMHC in short, Canada Mortgage Housing Corporation, insures those, those mortgages. So we can leverage them a little bit more than, let's say, an industrial park that you would always have. Again, because of its safe income, because of its diversification, the government is happy to ensure any mortgage is placed on a mobile above a certain amount of loan-to-value. Right,
0: right, right. Um,
1: third class of assets that we're definitely are looking at are going to be mixed-use, right? Um, and a lot of our development projects that we look at are going to be mixed-use in nature, where we have you know some sort of retail on the ground floor or office in the first few floors and a residential on top those will, 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 when we look look at those, we'll partner up with some builders, look at projects, and those are going to be str- strictly in downtown core just to ensure uh, the viability of the project in the next three, four years that it's going to get built. But those are definitely an interesting asset class for us.
0: Wow. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Going back there to, um, to um, foreign investment in Canada and what's really generating this... Um, Enormous interest in the in the uh, Toronto real estate market um, and in other parts of the country. Um, Now, it's true. Is it true that BC? I think they put a fifteen percent stamp duty on all foreign owned or foreign purchases um, in uh, in Vancouver. There is. Are there other uh, barriers to investing in Toronto real estate uh, if you're not a Canadian citizen?
1: so the barriers are for residency. Um, so the non-residents Toronto followed suit after extremely hot market that we had, that's, you know, borderline a, a bubble. Um, so they follow suit with uh, what what, what BC did and imposed a non-resident tax acquisition tax when a non-resident purchases residential property. So that's, that's, that's there. Unfortunately, we have the same tax and that, it cooled a little bit, cooled the market down a little bit, um, but not by much.
0: What what was a that tax? People, do you know?
1: I think I it's the same
0: 15%. 15%, right. Wow. Yeah,
1: but it's only applicable to single home residential units. Okay. So a non-resident can still purchase a commercial building without paying the speculation tax. The idea is, the policy behind it is they want to make sure a, a Canadian family still can afford a home, but you know they're gonna let markets dictate what happens in a commercial world, which which I do tend to agree with. Um, sure. yeah. But aside from that, it's not it wasn't that it wasn't the market or it wasn't the the growth in the market that 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 I, that I think um, attracted the foreign money. I think it's the stability more than anything else. Um, it's hard to find anywhere in the world right now with a proper legal system where you can be you know rely on the rule of law, uh, a mature banking system. That also has some sort of market stability. U.S. has its own issues. Europe yeah. has had its own issues. Anywhere else there's any real growth, you can't trust the legal system. Uh, and, and investors can't trust the banking system. Like, what if I put my money there and the bank all of a sudden just decides to either denationalize the bank, Bank says, sorry, I ran out of money. So Canada has become this, this safe haven, the safe place for, you know, a lot of money from, used to be India, then it became China. Now we see a lot of money coming from Taiwan. Um, Vietnam, um, so a lot of these monies that are made anywhere in the world somehow, luckily for us, finds the finest way to, to Canada for all these reasons. Um, and, that gives, and, and also that helps grow the clean economy and increase more demand for what we're trying to do um, to invest in real estate, and we think this trend is going to continue. We don't see anybody else um, trying to take Canada's spot as the, you know, favorite investment spot in the world because looking at the outlook in the next few years i don't see any of the competitors
0: yep yep is that um now we've talked about toronto because um, that's a specific region of interest uh for us at grb capital um but there's bc and there's montreal and apart from those uh, three population centers is there anything hot in the canadian property market anything further out west there
1: so we we are we're keeping a close eye on Calgary, Calgary, um, Calgary and Edmonton in in Alberta, uh, one of the western provinces um, here in Canada. So Calgary and Alberta, the, the Alberta province was, um, I think, one of the more successful provinces because it's a very oil driven economy. When the oil prices were at you know historical highs, Calgary was booming, yep. Edmonton was booming. Now with the downturn in the price of oil, uh, there was a was a downturn economy there a lot of companies shut down or or, or shrunk their operations so that resulted in a river recession in the uh, industrial space and in the in the office building space there so we are we're taking a close look There the good deals to be had there but we want to make sure we go on at the right time in the market we, right. we want to make sure that the bottom is sitting and there's an upward trend and then we can jump in. But we remarked that closely. I think Talia would be very interesting in the near future because um, I think the price of oil could, it's, it's, you know, I don't I think it's stabilized now. If it goes higher, better. But even in a stabilized market, market finds itself, and then we can go on with the growth.
0: Yep. So we might be heading out to the Stampede later in the year, hey?
1: We are going to have to, Dave.
0: <laughs> Sounds good.
1: We're old school. You have to touch your investments. you are got to go touch it. So we have to go there and find out exactly what we're doing.
0: Think what the locals are thinking. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Is that September sometime? Uh,
1: No, it's it's during the summer. Right. I think August.
0: August. Okay.
1: So make sure your passport's uh, ready to go.
0: (laughs) Sounds fun. Yeah. Yeah. Well, look, I had one question. And and this is about the... uh, <clears throat> not really real estate, but again, another sort of icon of Canadian uh, culture. And that's the Mounties, man. And I wondered, is there, a, is there an S&M culture amongst these guys, amongst the Canadian Mountie fraternity? I'm just saying, you know, big boots, uh, black tights. One could be forgiven for thinking, you know.
1: I, 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 I agree with you, except for the red jackets. It just completely throws everything off. But maybe they're a little kinky that you and I give them credit for.
0: <laughs> so we'll take that as a definite maybe, eh? It's
1: a definite maybe. <laughs> but next time I come across one, I'll definitely pose the question. If I get arrested, you're bailing me out.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, no worries. <laughs> hey, Ali, nice talking to you. And let's sign off on this, um, this version of the podcast.